It's to connect, get connected. to another episode of the connect podcast last week we had miss tabitha james join darren and i as we discussed the basics of mentoring and why it's important this week we'll have miss james rejoin us and talk about the different types of mentoring how mentoring can be beneficial and why mentoring is needed in all aspects so welcome back to part two with miss tabitha james and mentoring enjoy and it's two types of mentoring you got formal mentoring you got informal mentoring you don't always have to have a formal mentor. You can have that informal. It could be it could be a big homie from the neighborhood. It's like, yo, get your act together, right? right? That's informal mentorship. It could be that person in church. That could be that formal mentor, right? It could be the person in the school building. So, mentoring is is anybody that is willing to pour into you, right? It doesn't go. have to be any any official any title. Mentorship is anybody that is pouring their cup into yours. Because guess what? Nobody has to give anybody anything. Nobody. That's That's a, I got something to add there. So when I was about, I don't know, 15, 16, it was a homie from the block, right? Like yep. homeboy. And he happened to see me somewhere. I had absolutely no business. And he was mm-hmm. like, yo, you have no, <laughs> like, and I mean, he the home, like he, I, I was probably so shocked that he said that. And I knew him from like small town, right? So we all go to school together and know each other. So he was about four or five years older than me so he knew me from like band I was in middle school band and he was in high school or whatever and he was like yo Tab you have no business here with these people like you're smart you have a future and I don't need you to get caught up in this that's real that's real like what who are you and so I was like okay like I really respect that thank you so much and then years later he saw me at the store I was here um like checking on my mom I was living in Florida at the time and I was here for holiday break and he was like, see, I told you, you didn't need to do <laughs> He was like, all of the things that you're doing now, had you just got caught up at the wrong time, none of this would have been possible. None. So I'm so glad. He was like, I don't know if it was me. I don't know who. He was like, I know there was a lot of people in your ear, but I know I saw you in places you had no business. And so <laughs> I'm glad you decided to take a different path. And I was just like, 12 years later, homie from the block still here. Every time I see him, he's like, hey, what I'm saying? You know, it's cool, but I'm grateful for people like that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Right. And, and even in that, right. And in that instance, you kind of, you know, this person, right. So, you know, they have your best interests in mind. And even with you knowing this person, you didn't take what they said, like personal, you didn't take it as an attack. Oh. You just take it as like, hold up, like this is coming from them. This must mean something, right? Like, exactly. Because this, this ain't the this ain't the polished teacher preacher. Like this ain't this the homie, right? right and right, he right. came out with other young people who are my age, and I'm not sure if he says that to them or not. But I know he was like, right, no. <laughs> that's real. That's this ain't for you. We have to police ourselves in that essence, right? Yeah. That's yeah. a part of that responsibility we be talking about. Is we're responsible for the youth, right? We're responsible for those who are coming behind us. Like we got to build those bridges, right? We, you know, lift as we climb, right? So it's like, we're seeing folks, or even if we ourselves have had our faults, doesn't mean we got to wish somebody else has the same faults, right? We're like, no, 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 avoid that, right? Like, like we say the Jay-Z line, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to do that because I already went through that, right? So no, you go do what you need to do. That's productive. You know what I'm saying? Leave those mistakes behind. I made the mistakes. Don't do that same thing, right? It's no point. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, do be tap into your greatness. That's really what like they saw. It's like, nah, hold up. One of these things is not like the other. Tab, go. <laughs> like, yeah, right. To that, to that point too, Tab, right? To that point too, D. Look at your circle. Look around you. Yeah. We, we've said this before. Look around you. Uh, as the elders always say, birds of a feather flock oh, together. together right? Yes. You, yes. you go look around, see who you hanging with. And if you get too far, you're going to see your future. And it, yeah. it's a sucky reality to say. It's like, damn, are me and my friends on the same path? Now, here's the tough part. You got to be cool enough with you at your age yep. to carve your own lane. Because it's That's hard. It, you want to fit in. You want to be the cool person. You want to be likable. And it's like, it's okay to be different. Yeah. It is okay. Like, growing up, I was the only kid in the neighborhood that didn't go to school with the homies. I didn't understand. I, I understood it at a, at, a, at a baseline level, right? My mom put me in different schools. But as a kid, it's like, damn, I want to go to school with the right. home. Yeah. My mom is like, nah, bro, we not doing that, right? And <laughs> I see the schools that I went to were much more polished than the schools that my homies went to. And not to say that my homies are, are not smart or anything of that nature. It was just they went to the school in the neighborhood and weren't afforded the same opportunities. Now when I look at where I am in terms of like, I'm living in Texas, and let me say this, some of my homies, they are doing so well. However, my exposure, because we talk about that word exposure, right? My exposure as a youth led me to not living in the same place, right? At a yep. young age, those opportunities of going to the different schools, different yep. events like exposed me. And it's like, mm -hmm. I saw bigger than my reality as a child. No, that's big time, right? And and you have to, you, you know, you have to acknowledge what that is at the time. Like you said, you saw it at the baseline level of like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Moms are sending me over here. And then, you know, they get to go to the school in the neighborhood, but you saw the difference, right? As you started to progress through life, you saw what like, oh, I'm afforded this. And you bring that back home to talk to your boys about it. It's like, nah, I ain't never heard of that. Or that's, we got nothing like that at my school or, or things like that. And you start seeing like, hold on we're onto something here. Like this is a, a path, right? But you have to also be comfortable in yourself of knowing like, and being sure of yourself. And that takes work as well. Yeah. Of Like, you know what, I'm going to do this and folks may not agree with it. Folks may agree with it, but oh, well, I'm doing what I feel is best for me, right? Whether I hit my head or whether I succeed, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? On my time. Like that. funny story about that, right? Knowing to be cool, comfortable in my skin at that time. I remember there was a Christmas y'all that that when cds first start coming out right my <laughs> brother i had an older brother rest his soul right he got the lauren hill miseducation uh he got the lauren hill miseducation the lauren hill cd for christmas i'm a because i went to school on the other side of town with with a little bit more diversity a little bit more white people on that side i got the damn nsync cd I got the NSYNC CD. And the moment I played that in the crib, bro, I was like, hey, we not having this. You're not at school. You back home. And it was that that humble reminder of like, there's two worlds. There's a world where I live in during the daytime over here in school. But then guess what? I come back to my reality every day, right? But it was that that balance, that exposure. Tab, working in the in, in the industry of mentoring, once you expose the, the students to these opportunities, how do you take the next step? Because guess what? Now you've been exposed to it, right? Now you know the possibilities. How do you take them to that next step of discovery? Now that I put it in front of you, now it's time to discover and explore. 
It's consistent exposure. So consistent exposure and follow-up, right? So not just exposing them and then be like, all right, now you're exposed, go save the world. It's like continual exposure and knowing that we're a resource. So I do a lot of that informal mentoring, right? Like, cause every young girl or guy cannot be in my program, right? There's a lot of informal mentoring that I do because of the fact that I actually live in this area, right? Or the fact that I, I do other things with other programs to help uh, people out or if, because people hire me to speak and things like that. So I get to come in contact with people and just, I am not for everybody cause I keep it real. I realize that some of my girls come to this program, whether it's virtual or in person, and they get fired up, and then they got to go back into that environment that says, you can't do that. You're not going to, you didn't got up there, but you ain't, you're not going to be like that. Or even if they don't say that, it's an unconscious reality when they see where they're at, right? And you're a child, so you can't change that yet, but there are small decisions you can make. So the keeping it real, right? And knowing my students and talking to some of them on the sidebar saying, look, you got to be a little bit more serious than Susie over here because Susie might have a little bit more advantage than you. We don't all start at the same place and that's wow. reality. So since we don't all start at the same place, unfortunately, um, and we see it a lot in the black community, we don't, our youth may get stripped a little bit because we got to get serious a little sooner. And so for some of my girls, I'm like, look, sis, you ain't got time to be playing games. No extra time. Do not need, like you talk about your need, like, your extra time on IG, unless you're making a coin on IG, I'm going to need you to go find something else to do, okay? Because you will need to do a little something else or manage your time. Stroll for an hour, do something productive for an hour or two hours. Um, I'm like, yo, you're virtual learning right now. So those subjects that you struggled with when you were in school and you only could do it for like an hour, bro, you can do it for 10 hours now. You can do it all day on Tuesday. But just being real, talk to them about like, yeah, you got fired up from this meeting and this guest. And when we tell our stories, it all sounds real fun and fast because we're talking about it in the hindsight. But when I was in the car before I was trying to tell the manager, look, I got class and I cannot come to work. I probably wasn't as happy as I am right now. As I'm telling you. <laughs> so yeah. it's keeping it real. And then that consistent exposure, because I feel like the more they're exposed, the more it becomes a reality. Like, or that it's attainable, right? Because if I only see that one person, they weird. If I only see two, uh, maybe. But when I see more and more people who look like me, who didn't have it all together when they were my age, but somehow they figured it out, bro, I could do it too. And, uh, you know, now that I've done it, you know, for a little while, I'm not trying to age myself. <laughs> not trying to be, you know, it's just the reality of their students that come down and be like, man, Tab, I really wish I had to miss, wish, listen to you. Because now instead of tapping into what they could have tapped in at 18, <laughs> they're now like 23. They decided mm. not to go to school or not to do a job readiness program. And they've been doing, you know, little part-time jobs and stuff like that. And now it's like, shoot, I'm getting up there. I'm trying to figure it out. And they're like, well, Miss Tab, how can you help me now? I said, well, now it comes with an invoice because I help youth for free. Right. Um, or, you know, for granted, whatever. But like, now you're grown. So now we got to figure out how to get you together on another slide. That's you, hey, your time, time is, is money. money. Time is money. You slept on it. You slept yeah, exactly. on it as a child. You know, and so now I'm like, hey, you know, all them shoulda, coulda, woulda grown up. So I was telling you about, now you one of them. So what, our conversation, <laughs> our conversation has to be a little different. Because just like I kept it real with you at 16, I'm going to keep it real with you at 23. That is that is it, right? I'm not gonna sugarcoat the fact that we all had choices. Mm -hmm. Yes, we all made different choices, right? Different. Yep. And, and the thing with with our choices, 
you don't get that time back to to recreate, right? And and, and I'll ask you in this sense, with some of those shoulda, coulda, woulda situations and individuals, do you pull them in to talk to the youth to, to have some of those moments, some of those conversations? Because that's very impactful too, rather yeah. than just bringing everybody that has made it, bringing some of the people that haven't to give them the, that, re, as Tabitha said, Tabitha real. I want my people to give you the real too. Here's some of the choices that I made and here's how they turned out. So do you ever bring some of those people that, that let's say, had the talent, had the potential, that didn't exude it? Do you yes. bring it and, and give it back to the young like that way as well? Yes, it's not as easy, right? Because a lot of times people don't want to tell those stories. Of but course. for when I can, I have had a few people come. We have a few people lined up this season to come and talk about like, hey, I could have did this, 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 and this. But instead I did this and then I took this wrong turn and then it turned into you know, this, and specific, specifically with my young women, we talk a lot about the whole having a kid thing, right? Because this yoke is it's, going to be your kid at your house nine times out of ten, right? <laughs> you do have those, like, shot in the blue circumstances where, you know, the dad ended up with the kid or his family ends up taking the kid, but that's rare, right? Normally, it's mama and baby, right? Mm. And so we talk about how it's not to say that you cannot succeed if you have a child young. Never, I never say that. We never plant that seed. But I have had women come in and talk about how hard it was because you can't just go to college and cut the food and do all these things because you're also responsible for said child. And for some students, you're responsible for a child. You're sending money home to mama. You're doing all these types of things while also trying to, to push forward. So it doesn't make it impossible. It just adds an extra barrier. And as a young Black woman or a young Black man, you don't need any extra barriers than the ones you were born with. So it's that real, like that real life of, oh, like you really want to have sex? Like what? Let me just tell you about the other side of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> like let's just, let's, let's, let's do true. real talk. And so we have people come in and talk. Um, and even people who talk about their successes, they talk about how it took, I took the scenic route, right? <laughs> instead uh, of taking, you know, instead of listening, you know, this or that and the third, and then reiterating that point of, being in situations where you have adults pouring into you does not mean you're not going to have challenges. It just means that you have more information. So you get to kind of choose, not choose your challenges, but some of them you just get to skip. You get to skip the line, right? You don't do that because you already learned not to. And then you get to have your own mistakes, not my mistakes, all y'all mistakes, and then your mistakes. <laughs> like, no, so like a great teacher for real. It's almost like when you when you get those experiences, they are there to help you navigate, right? Um, I'm the youngest of three siblings, so I got to watch what they did, so I don't make the same mistakes or same. And, and that, let me not say mistakes, same decisions, right? Because you know they doing well. So having those people, having that information, just kind of gives you, and this ties into what we talked about a little bit before, D. The blueprint it yeah. helps you create your blueprint, so that guess what. If I get to this point and something goes wrong or something don't go right, let me backtrack right here. And maybe it's time to take a detour. I went right this time. Let me either go left or go straight, right? Oh. Um, D, you, you got something from this tab? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, it was just, you know, man, like all these gems, right? I'm over here like trying to conduct this, right? And I'm <laughs> over here trying to soak it, soak up game. But no, like a lot of the things that you hit on, right? Um, especially when it comes to the the exposure piece, right? And the continuous exposure. I think that's the part 
and a lot of things that often get lost, right? Because I even think about like for myself, like I work for a college readiness program for high school juniors and seniors. And we do expose them to different things, but it's the continuous exposure, I think, is what helps make the difference. And then, you, of course, you have your students that buy into the program. And then you have your students that's just like, oh, I'm just going to do the program, but I'm not really going to invest my time. Like, I'll show up. My name is there. You know what I'm saying? All those things. So with that, right, of students who may show, students who not really engage, they're not present, but they're there. How do you like tap in with those students? How do you kind of connect with them? Because, you know, some students are very gung-ho and other students, like you said, are super hesitant, right? So what are some ways that you're able to connect with those students, maybe on another level or a different route? It's to go in the extra mile um, and then also constantly reminding of how, like, if things work, if you work it. Things mm-hmm. don't work if you don't work them, right? So continuing to pour into those individuals, maybe kind of, watching that they aren't tapping in as much and doing some one-on-one touch bases or having someone from the program do some one-on-one touch bases to try and get them engaged or try to see what could work better for them and continually pouring, especially as long as they're showing up, right? Because when they start falling off, it's kind of like, oh, snap, you can't save them all. But when they're like there, but not tapped in, it's, there's like, there's a want to there, right? But you think about some of the traumatic hesitations, right? Like if you were always screamed at and told you couldn't, and now you're 19, you're trying to navigate this program, or 17 trying to navigate this program, you have like intrinsic hesitance <laughs> because it was rooted into you in those like primitive years to not be able to do things. And so taking all of that into context, students come to us from so many different angles, right? right. So being sensitive to that is something I've had to learn because I, I was not always like this. I used to be like, that's they lost, right? Hey, that ain't that ain't that ain't that ain't, right? <laughs> and to, a, to an extent, I am somewhat still that way because we cannot control what happened to us, but we have to control what we do about it on the other side. Mm, how we respond, um, right? How we respond, it's an yeah. unfortunate reality, but we can't help what happened to us at four, five, seven. We we had no control, right? But as we mature and as we grow, we can control it, and we have to like, oh snap. This might be my way. I don't want to say way out, but this might be my token up. This may be my opportunity to learn. This may be my way to just get things. And so those students who don't automatically tap in, giving them some special attention, right? Some extra love, but also constantly reminding them that this is a safe space. We are here to help you. Um, And it takes some reinforcement of some of that because depending on the background, once again, they may have not ever seen that. And so in the case that like mom or dad or whoever guardian is did not show love, but this stranger is showing love, it gets a little weird if you think about it. When you say it out loud, it's like, why do they care about it? Right, that's it. That's it. Like the, the stranger danger, right? Right. So it's like that reinforcement piece and still treating them. Yeah, of course, when you tap in, you are getting extra because you you've tapped in, but not treating those who haven't tapped in like outcasts. Still right. giving them love, still sending them resources, still giving them that opportunity in hopes that they tap in, but to protect self as a leader, always saying like, you, all of them won't get it. And that's okay. Right. Because even if you were inspired by the fact that we kept bothering you, even when you weren't paying attention, I don't care why you were inspired, as long as you're inspired, as long as right. you do something, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that's it. What'd you no, say? You got it, brother. Oh, okay. Um, shoot. But no, I mean, we touched on a lot today. 
um, yeah. you know, we hit on um, so many different resources, so many different gems. One of the biggest takeaways that I think I want to circle back on this, but um, but as we get ready to move into closing it out, um, but you talked about starting at the end, right? Working backwards. And it's funny that you said that because that was something that I was going to speak on as we um, were doing this podcast. And like, I wrote it down and was just like, I want to speak on it. When you hit it, I was like, yes. I was like, talk that talk. Um, but, you know, one of the key things about working backwards, right, is seeing yourself at the finish line and working okay. backwards from there. Like you see where you are now, where your start is, but start like, but start where, where you want to end and then start to plot out what do my steps look like for that? Like, how am I going to get there to that? Oh, I'm tapping into, you know, these resources in terms of even like you, you're bringing in a guest speaker, you're bringing in, you know, like scholarship opportunities, maybe even volunteer work, or maybe even like an internship opportunity, right? That students can, um, can tap into, like, what are some ways that students can kind of uh, make those connections along the way, whether it's through your program or whether it's, you know, just some, some things that you may have taught your students? Make it, like, when you connect with an adult, reaching out, because for the most part, we are like so inspired when um, a student wants to talk to us later, right? So even when I speak at programs, I'm like, hey, if you want to reach out to me, here's all my information, feel free to reach out, right? Like I'm not one to like readily add students on social media, but I also don't have anything that they don't need to see either. So it's like, I, I mean, my page is super, super business and super boring, but if you want to be my friend, cool, right? Um, and so being a resource in that way and then teaching them how to navigate spaces. So in my program specifically, there is a volunteer requirement. It is a little more lax now that we're in the Rona day, but um, there's a volunteer requirement. And then there's also just like resources that we pour, like, tap into these things. These are the way that you make yourself even more of a candidate that someone wants to connect with when it's time for a job. Even, I mean, like they take their part time. And I, I'm like, hmm, you know, you don't get into instant gratification, <clears throat> excuse me, working with you. So, but now that um, some of the young ladies that were in my program, like seventh and eighth grade, ninth grade, it's like now they're 10th, 11th, 12th college, listening to them ask like, hey, can I use you as a recommendation? Hey, can you ask Miss So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so, can I use them on my application? It's like, oh, you listen, you don't write people down without asking, you know? So it's even them taking that stuff just um, seriously. Okay. And teaching them how to navigate the internet is really, really yeah. a good resource that I think across the board um, we can do, right? Because we can say, hey, you got that thousand dollar cell phone, use it, teach me. Yes. I'm on IG because I know how to get on IG. But if you teach me how to get an app to help me with SAT words, mm. maybe I'll use it. Right. If you teach me that I can look at virtual college tours on my cell phone, maybe I'll do it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. more so of pouring out information and not getting too above ourselves. Like just because we know now, right? Mm -hmm. Or just because we we may have known as a student, it's because somebody told us, I'm sure. Like mm -hmm. we didn't just come out like, hey, I know <laughs> no, how to look please. up stuff, right? So it's teaching some of those softer skills that I think is one of the biggest resources. Like, okay. period. Okay, <laughs> okay. And teaching people the game too, right? Yes. Teaching people that like, you can't be the homie in the interview, right? Like, no. you cannot. No. <laughs> now I'm really, so I, I see the talent, like, right? Code switching and all that jazz, like be you, right? Be authentic to you. 
But your future manager is not your homegirl. I'm also not. Right. So in certain situations, we can be a little lackadaisical, but other situations, like we ain't laid back. You ain't talking to me like this because I need to make sure that you're getting what you need. Right. Yeah, I need to make sure that you know how to play the game because <laughs> that's a lot of it, right? How do you become Man. successful? You know how to play the game. You are you are speaking a mouthful <laughs> in terms of playing the game, right? There is there is a certain level of being invested while still being yourself. Um, and, and I hate this word, code switching. I hate Me this too, word, right? But <laughs> you have to show up in spaces like you you gotta show up in spaces and talk to people in those spaces the way people talk to, right? When you leave that space. I'm not saying you can't be your authentic self because I want to go into every space. And, and I saw Hove say it. I walk into every space is me. I walk into every space is Aaron Harris. However, let me say this. There's different versions of Aaron Harris, There's different languages uh, that I speak depending on the space that I'm in. Like me and D, we, we going to talk authentically to the core um, however, I found out, watch on the flip side of that, this week at work or last week, I said something regarding my passion in my nonprofit. And it was flipped as if I don't care about what I do at work on a regular basis. Right. And it's like, how my passion in my language and speak it against me. But it goes back to entering spaces authentically as yourself that everybody ain't going to be able to relate to you and who you bring to the table. Right. Um, and that's okay too. You know what I'm saying? You just know it. You you learn how to better navigate. You know, oh, that's yes. like, okay. Maybe that came off in a way that they may not understand, but I'm still passionate about this. So let me let me restructure that passion in another way or speaking in a different way that they might be able to connect with, right? And that's that's like really pretty much it. Like it ain't rocket science at the end of the day, and in, in, in terms of like how to sell it or how to, you know, be you, but it is also getting like we talked about getting more comfortable with yourself, being more sure of who you are right and of course that only comes with time spending time with yourself reflecting on the things that you like the things that you don't like you know watering the things that serve you and not watering the things that don't serve you right just cut, cut cutting off that dead stuff so no nah, i'm with it i'm definitely with it but you were about to say something my bad <laughs> no you're good i was i was gonna flip it up to miss tab um oh, yeah. to, to get our let me holler at you moment so miss tab <laughs> what this let me holler at you moment is it's the last segment of the show Right. And, and how we do this is it's almost if if you was connecting with a, a, a youth in a school or at a program, first time possibly meeting or watch this. Uh, it could be that big homie situation that you talked about earlier. Yo, let me <laughs> let me holler at you real quick. So I let me holler at you moment is where we give our guests the final segment, the final piece. And it's almost like that that mic drop moment. Right. So. If you had a, a crowd of young adults, you sitting in front of you, here's where you pull up that seat and say, hey, let me let me holler at you for a second. So, Miss Tab, we're going to give you the floor right now for your let me holler at you moment. Ooh, let me holler at you. Life owes you nothing and neither do I. So what you take from this is what you take for this and how you apply it is how you apply it, right? So in my challenge to... Um, you as a young person is to invest in yourself and your well-being and let nobody tell you what you can't do or what you ain't going to be because you are the only one that can control that, right? So anything you did uh, before today, before hearing my voice is whatever, right? We all got a story, right? Tomorrow, you probably going to make a bad decision. 
it is what it is but when you are playing the long game it's like being in a tournament right so you're if you're in a tournament there's a series of games there's not just one game so it's like shoot I may have lost one but all I'm gonna do is go to bed tonight and prepare for tomorrow right because when you plan to win one game you just focus on that so if you lose it's over for you right you have no other thought of like what's next but take life as like a tournament, right? A, an ongoing tournament. You're you going to lose some of them, right? You're going to mess up. You're going to trip. You're going to fall. You're going to fall on your face. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going to be like, what is going on here? Go to bed, show up the next day and be ready to play. Because like I said, life owes you nothing and neither does I and neither does that tournament. <laughs> but what you owe you is to show up and give it your all every day, right? Mm. Not thinking about yesterday because that's the past not thinking about tomorrow because that's kind of the future and you have no control over that yet but you have control of what you're doing right now so thinking every day what can I do to see that to my future cut the fool have a good time you'll never be young again right like never ever 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 will you be young again okay so I will never be today's years old so I'm gonna cut the fool a little bit today right but that does not discredit the tabitha of tomorrow and it doesn't discredit the you of tomorrow so have fun be great and show up like you want to win because it's the long game for me. <laughs> it's the hey. long game. In the yeah. words of Pops, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> but, but you still fight another day. Another day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, this, oh my gosh, man, this was beautiful. This was awesome. Tab, man, thank you again just for being a dope friend. Um, thank uh, you for your time. Thank you for showing up. And thank you as well for sharing your knowledge. And, and I'm sure somebody out there is going to be able to soak this up and benefit and all those good things. But on top of that, we had talked about like accessibility, right? So if somebody wants to reach out to you or connect with you, whether it's social media, how can, or whether it's social media or whatever, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. Simple. TabithaDJames.com. You can go there and find all things me, right? Yeah. I miss Tabitha D on most social media. So your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your TikToks, Clubhouse, all those places, most of them, I am Miss Tabitha D underscore. But if you are just looking to check me out, you can Google Tabitha D James. All my deets will come up um, and you can find me on all those places, whichever one makes most sense for you. And I would love to connect. Um, of course, the program that I run specifically is for rural teenage girls. But in these days and times, we do a lot of offerings of things that are virtual um, and any student and parent can kind of tap in and get resources. Thank you for checking out part two of this week's episode of Connect. Be sure to follow us on IG and Twitter again at the Connect Podcast. Also, in order to check out this week's full video of our podcast, be sure to check us out on YouTube by searching the Connect Podcast. For all questions, be sure to email us. Our email address is theconnectpodcast at gmail.com. And until next episode, get connected.